0: It is Tuesday the 20th of August, I'm your host Ryan Kier, and this is the Quantiumcast. So it seems that today we are back with a couple of earnings calls. We've got earnings calls from Wood Group, Non-Standard Finance and BHP Billiton. Alright, so beginning with Wood Group PLC, this company provides a range of engineering production support, maintenance management, and industrial gas turbine overhaul. So basically, engineering dudes. Without even having to look at the report, I can see that they have really bad margins. This area is really difficult to make a lot of money in because it's a very competitive area indeed. We can see here that uh, the company's operating profit, we're not talking net, operating was about 139 million dollars the revenue was 4.7 billion dollars so the margin is really really bad in that sense in fact it works out to be i believe two percent two and a half percent not that impressive for a company earning this much or taking in this much money in revenue almost springs a lot of uh throwbacks to carillion but This company has mentioned they're still keeping their dividend at around 11 cents per share, which roughly is equivalent to 9 pence per share. And their debt has increased by 14%. Their order book is down. Looks like a negative report, in my opinion, at least. The net profit for the period, I can see here, is $13 million as opposed to a $52 million loss for the interims in 2018. That means that yes, they have performed better than the previous period being measured, but uh, we're not talking about the six months prior to this. We are talking about the six months in the corresponding year, which is quite worrying. In fact, I don't like the whole look of their adjusted EBITDA margin going up Supposed exceptional items are the reason why they've made such a small profit. This kind of company, if you lose a couple of hundred million dollars, say with the current rate of debt growth, they have a risk of reaching covenants. Obviously nowhere winner at the moment, but it is possible as, as we've seen with Carillion over previous years. The company has mentioned that they sold their nuclear business, and it was agreed at a price of $305 million trying to increase their financial position by or better their financial position by targeting leverage. I believe that that will result in potentially some debt reduction or them just trying to diversify. We'll have to see. At the moment, though, these margins are just really, really ugly and standing out to me. I mean, they've said that their full year outlook is unchanged. So it looks like it can't get worse than this, but it can't get better either. And and they have also mentioned that the revenue growth is in the region of 5%. That's okay. All the books down. There's not really an issue with that. What is important is margins in this kind of area. And most companies struggle to make a lot of money. In fact, Halfords could be an example. And we could really just come and go along that line with a couple of, in fact, take a basket of stocks from the area, the sector, I mean, and then just experiment and see what the margins are like. See how well these guys are doing. See who's struggling at the moment. In fact, they're trying to reduce net debt. These kind of businesses, yes, they are a little bit seasonal. They have large contracts. So what they do is they pay off a certain amount of their debt towards the end of the year. So at the moment, yes, they haven't made much money for this, the six months to 30th of June or so 31st of June I think but to the final six months I assume they'd make a little bit more money Um, but they say modest debt reduction, not healthy debt reduction, we should be clearly picking up on a lot of the language used by the uh, individuals who'd collated this report so obviously directors and officials at wood group the shares were up about four percent on monday i assume it was in correlation with the FTSE because the FTSE were up about one odd percent the shares are in fact though down for the year from highs of around 800 pence per share to the current price of 450 pence per share meaning that they're down about 40 odd percent Um, in the past five years they've just been in a constant downtrend with lower highs and lower lows nothing pretty nothing beautiful the market cap's three billion pounds so at this rate let's just assume they had last year's earnings they're at a price earnings ratio of at least 15 depending on how these earnings are assume that they earn 200 million actually 200 million dollars so Hmm, their their PE's probably nearer to 20-ish. Um, it's still expensive. You don't look to get many returns. And these kind of companies, as we've seen in the past, it just takes one turnaround and your crap margins position completely messes up the entire business model and you start thinking of financing. In fact, they had uh, secured some money from a private placement recently, I believe, to mature their loans, I believe they were earlier i think quarter one 2019 they did that and the rates are about five percent not that bad i assume they probably have an all right credit rating to be getting that because you'd seen companies in the past doing refinancings and getting seven and a half percent best case scenario and their margins were almost being eaten into by these financing expenses i assume disposals with the company are just going to look Get cash aside for if something were to go wrong, but I think it would be better to focus on margins for the company. The year lows, I believe, are about the price now. In fact, actually 380 odd pence per share, so about 15% odd below the current price, which I assume will be down a bit today, but we'll have to see how much that is. Okay, now we're moving on to non-standard finance, otherwise known as NSF. This company tried to merge with Provident Financial, as many may know, quite a popular lender. Not for the right reasons, obviously, for the reasons of coming to your door, in fact, coming to the door of elderly individual quite a lot of the time and, and taking their money, taking weekly payments at exorbitant, interest rates and absolutely draining them of their savings just because of the scheme that they advertise they show here's some free money take taken people are like wow free money i'll take free money and they don't realize that actually you have to pay that free money back at an interest rate that can potentially eat into your life savings so it's not the greatest of all things to be uh, involved in but nevertheless this company has made a profit before tax of 6.3 million pounds and that is up 12% in comparison to the corresponding period the first six months of the year in uh, 2018 as I've mentioned in comparison to obviously 2019 this year this uh, company has put their half dividend, half year dividend up 17% 0.7 pence per share. I think that this is relatively normal considering the profits are up and they can afford it in this situation, their revenue's growing. It seems like quite a modest business though. Aside from the fact that the loan book's up quite a bit, it's up 26%, 335 million pounds. And I, I, I see that they mentioned before value adjustments. Their home credit area is down 6%. That's fair enough. They have mentioned that their margins have improved as their operating profit is up. And not just up a little bit, there's been a significant increase there. In fact, can we find it? Their operating profit is up 28% to 19.5 million pounds. If their revenue is down and their (laughs) margins are up there, a lot of people think, oh, revenues down mean that uh, the company is not doing as well. Well, in fact, it doesn't matter if the revenues are lower, but they're making more profit than they would have been if they were higher. Why have the revenues? A lot of people have uh, looked over companies such as Cooves we could use in the retail area, but them also an AIM Minnow. That company had focused on doubling their revenue, tripling their revenue time after time, and their losses were like four or five times that revenue. How does that work? The the customer acquisition costs are also really important. We could look at Foot Asylum. That company was delivering material revenue growth. The issue is that uh, the company had failed to make a profit. But yes, they did have a good marketing scheme and they were completely different in that sense. But they had their revenue increasing and the prices of their shares weren't increasing. They went all the way down to 20 pence per share they did get taken over at 80 pence, in fact, by JD Sports, but there were different reasons that we talk about another time. But uh, the fact that their home credit area is down 6% in terms of revenue, I, I wouldn't find that as a negative point at all. Their guarantor loans are up 53%. Strong market demand, they've mentioned. A lot of people blame market factors, so this is something positive to use. And there's also branch based lending being up 22% so realistically this company is only talking about growth here in fact yes they have mentioned they are going to make a reported loss before tax that's the only uh, unfortunate thing but i assume there's a lot of investment into the business this company is currently in what you normally look at a growth phase and as you see those kind of things happening you don't look to make an immediate profit. You don't look for this business to become huge easily. It's over time because as they grow and build their loan book, then there is room to make a lot of money. At the moment though, administrative expenses are really eating into their profits. And a lot of those administrative expenses are left over from home credit. As we'd mentioned, Provident Financial has completely restructured their home credit area and they had lost billions of market cap value but they'd saved themselves from a potential liquidity issue. In fact, I believe they raised money quite some time ago through a rights issue or um, just a private placement. But this company in particular seems to not be suffering, they seem to be doing all right. The only red flag I can see is their home credit area. I think the home credit area issue is probably the reason why the shares have been down we can see that NSF made highs of around 70 pence per share and lows of around 32 pence per share in the past 52 weeks and we can see that they're trading near those lows at 33.6 pence per share I think before this becomes investable I would look at what is going on with their home credit area and the details of it as to why Their admin expenses have been so large at about 19 million, I believe, in comparison to their intake of something like four or five million. That means they were basically making a loss from that area, not an operating loss, but uh, a loss before tax. In fact, their operating profit was about two million pounds. But the issue we've got is that there aren't many financing costs. The only place that they have net finance costs on, at least of a significant size, is on their branch-based lending. Moving on to BHP Billiton, or BHP Group. This company has uh, reported their results for the year ended the 30th of June, 2019. They've mentioned, I believe, that uh, they put a record dividend out. They did have one. Tragedy or oh, sorry, a fatality in uh, Queensland, which our thoughts obviously go out to the family of the individual involved. And uh, they have made quite a bit of growth, in fact, attributable profit of $8.3 billion, up approximately two percent from the prior year. That gives them a price earnings ratio of about 14, which is relatively impressive. It's not expensive nor cheap, because it seems to be a sector average for a super major like them. Around 10 to 20, you seem to find it is quite a wide range. But you'd be surprised, eh? There's not really much to take from this, aside from the fact that they decreased their net debt by 16% to $9.2 billion. And uh, the P I had calculated in terms of pounds at an exchange rate of $1.2 per pound. Uh, The dividend's up 13% to 133 cents per share. And we can just look at one final figure, operating cash flow, net operating cash flow. That is down 1%. So it's not huge in terms of results. There hasn't been any issues that I can identify from just A quick glance, I have seen that uh, they have benefited at least from iron ore prices being quite high relative to previous periods of their reporting. What is important at the moment is that the shares are valued at about a market cap of 98 billion pounds. The 52 week highs stand at about 20 pounds 78 and the 52 week lows stand at around 14 pounds 60. As you can probably imagine, commodities have rallied as of quite recent. So it seems that uh, the prices are trading near those highs, but at the moment they are down approximately 12% in comparison to the highs made around July at those 20 pound odd figures that I'd mentioned earlier. But they did have lows around January at just over 15 pounds per share. I assume they touched 14 pounds 60 on a day of just bad commodity price action. Okay, now we have disposal of an asset from the company Cellcast PLC. And this company has mentioned that they are proposing to dispose Cellcast UK Limited for approximately 375,000 pounds. And I assume as a result of this, the company will have to be a cash shell which isn't really that great if you've only got 300 odd thousand pounds you can't really acquire much i assume these kind of companies just remain on the exchange until they delist so shareholders probably won't look at this as something positive in fact in their last half year report they had mentioned that they were worried about the impact of brexit their revenues were sting at a similar level for the year. In fact, 5.4 million pounds was quite impressive. Overseas gaming services were about the same. They were staying the same, but they are at impressive levels. I mean, the issues are the share valuation, the whole history of placings with this kind of stock. I mean, I assume this is Cellcast UK that they had sold for only 300,000 pounds. What is worrying is that on revenues of 5.7 million pounds for the six month ended the 30th of June 2018 if we look back there they only made a gross profit of 266k but after you take out all the costs they made about a profit before tax of 5,000 pounds and the company has a market cap of about 1 million pounds meaning that they are so overvalued. (laughs) I mean, what are we looking at? A a 200 PE, something ridiculously (laughs) insane like that. And uh, that's the company mentioning that they've made a profit in the corresponding year to that half one 2017, they made a loss of 145,000 pounds. So I don't think that this is a positive R&S. The fact that the company is happy enough to sell their assets for 375 million pounds, sorry, 375,000 pounds. I'm sure they wish 375 million pounds, but it just doesn't seem like the directors are confident in the product. It seems like they're trying to dispose of it at every opportunity that they get They've also mentioned in the previous half-year report that I'm referencing that uh, they were worried about the growth of their market and they believed that their revenue could likely fall. They have clients in Kenya, quite a risky area to be doing business in, and they said that they were notified in advance of a potential reduction and delays in service payments, owing to a lack of clarity about the application of new taxes affecting lotteries. So basically, the clients don't have the money and wanna just keep using the product and there's no way that this company had been able to retrieve those uh, monies. But hey, oh, quite a, quite a scary company to say the least. It reminds me of Motive Television from quite a few years ago if anyone really remembers that. And the shares have ranged about 0.4 pence to 3.1. So it seems like one of those stocks that are just hyped up and then they place and you know do a herentia and that wraps up today's episode of the Quantum cast i've been your host ryan here until next time